Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. The culmination of another season is uh, coming to an end here as we build towards Survivor Series. Uh, welcome to Saturday Draft Live, our final show of season six before we delve into our wrap-up uh, of the results this season. My name is David Hockney. I am the skipper of this uh, of this team on today's show. And joining me is my mongoose and my dopey. I'll let you decide who's who. Up first, Jack Graham. How are you? Mongoose and Dopey. <laughs> Mongoose and Dopey. All right. All right. I see you. I see you. I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Thanks, Dave. How are you? I'm doing all right. Are you excited for Survivor Series? I am cautiously optimistic about Survivor Series. Mm. Well, you've had a good season so far. Let's hope you can bring it home for, for Saturday Draft Live. That's the plan. That is the plan. Mm-hmm. And... On the other side, we have number 44 himself and the recent undisputed pod wrestling podcast quiz champion, Scott McLeod. <laughs> uh, yes, we all have a bit of undisputed here on ESSR. I know you do, especially Dave, but yeah, we're in that final stretch. If this were supernatural, the, mm. words, the road so far would come up as carry on my wayward son, Blair. Yes, I've been watching a lot of supernatural in my spare time. <laughs> but yes, it's finally here. I just want to... As you'll see from like where where I am on the table, I just want to get by Survivor Season and get on to the next, get on to the next season. Uh, because you've not had the the best of seasons, have you? You've been sort of dipping in and out of relegation as of late. But um, it's uh, but you have had some success on other shows. You know, like you said, you've uh, you were on the Undisputed Wrestling podcast this week. How did that go? Oh, it went very well. I don't want to give too much away. But if people I listen to it, you can see why, as I was described by Stephen Wilson, one of the, arguably one of the finest wrestling minds in the UK, and I proved that once again on uh, that Undisputed Wrestling pod against Callum, who was born in 2000. Wow, <laughs> sick. But I did. I teach this boy some respect, so I did. Well, if you want to catch Scott's appearance on that podcast, you can find them on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and all good Android podcasting sites, just like our show, Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, where you can find all the greatest central uh, news shows and feature content coming out every Tuesday and uh, sorry, every yeah, every Tuesday and Thursday, respectively. So, what do you say, lads? Should we jump into into the the table this week? I uh, finally, my friend. All right. So the top three this week, not a lot of big scorers actually, uh, because you know it's quite been a bit of a diverse scoring uh, over across all shows. But looking at our top three in joint second, so both on six points, we'll start off first with the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai, who successfully defended the NXT Women's Title this week against Rhea Ripley. Now. Jack, Io Shirai's been, had a very quiet season so far as part of Steven's team, but she's also been his captain. I mean, she's had had some successful title defences against the likes of Candice LeRae and some really wacky, insane matches. But do you think Io Shirai's had quite a bit of a quiet, uh, quiet season overall? Yeah, not, there's not really been much to kind of shout home about or write home about, has there? There's been... Also, the stuff with Candice LeRae, as you said, and that's that's been about 
I bet it hit. There's not. That, this, this season's been pretty quiet for the NXT women overall, which is quite surprising because they're usually kind of a sleeper pick, so to speak. But obviously, I had Rhea Ripley and my, my, and my team who's going up against Io Shirai. I was hoping that uh, she would get up the win, but she lost definitively. It was a pretty clean, pretty clean loss, and she seems to seems to have bowed out of NXT, so to speak. So we can see what happens with that, but. As a as a good as a good kind of strong finish for Steve, which I think was needed just to get that little bit further away for the relegation zone. Mm-hmm. And you know, Scott, as Jack alluded to, you know, it looked as if this would be Rhea Ripley's uh, uh, sort of uh, farewell match on NXT. You know, there have been rumors floating around that she may move to Raw or SmackDown. Do you think uh, she might appear on one of the two brands, either on Survivor Series itself or maybe after Survivor Series? Yeah, I was going to say, like, rumour has it that this is our, our last match in NXT, and, like, it would be interesting to see her get called up, because, like, she's, she's felt kind of bigger than NXT for, I think, a little while now. Uh, obviously, it's annoying to, to Jack that she didn't win, but, you know, it's good for, for receiving that last, like, title win, you know, on the last week of the, the draft. This is a big kind of win you, that you need, and, well, I don't know if I can see her having that survivor seed. I think it's like a bit too optimistic. I think her popping up on either Raw or the SmackDown post Survivor depending on which brand they want to bring her up to, I think is is more likely. I think I can see her maybe going to Raw more likely than, than SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, I think it's a bit up in the air at this stage because we actually discussed uh, on the show prior that you know maybe she might fill one of the spots on the two on the SmackDown. Survivor Series team, but alas, that wasn't meant to be. You know, they'll go, those go to Bailey and Natalia. So we've got two full teams. So I think my guess is she'll probably show up after Survivor Series, and you never know. That might mean she might be a, a high draft pick uh, in the following season. I should say, like Jack said, that yeah, I agree with him that NXT kind of women's wise, it's kind of been quiet. You know, the really like, exceptions have been well recently, Io Shirai and Candice, and now with this title match, uh, Rhea. That's a uh, I actually think it's going to change next season because I think within the first week of the season is NXT TakeOver War Games. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have, yet again, a, a, a female War Games match, Team Shotzi versus Team Candice. So I think if you're... I think NXT will be a bit higher a priority that next season, especially with the, the women. As there you go, you've got eight potential appearances right, mm. right there in the match. Yeah, absolutely. So our second... Uh placed person in the top three, also on six points, is the Raw Women's Champion, Asuka, who's made a couple of appearances this week and also got a, a win as part of a six-women tag match on Raw. Now, Scott, I think it's safe to say Asuka's been one of the standout performers of this season. Uh, she's got 109 points overall. She's currently sitting at the top of the top 10 uh, scorers this season. And do you think that sort of boils down to having the captaincy on her? Uh, for most of the season and the fact that she got three successful women's title wins over the space of three days. Yeah, I think that it will have something to do with it, you know, because uh, coming out of SummerSlam, like, Asuka didn't really have many, like, top challengers, but she did, like, she's had to face the likes of Mickey James and Selena Vega, and she still has to face Lana, so, you know, we all have our bad days. But <laughs> also the fact that she appeared twice on Classic Champions with a captaincy added onto it, that was a major boost for Allen, so yeah, the captaincy helped, but it's also helped uh, Asuka in a way that 
really, she's not really got much competition at Raw at the minute because her two main competitors, in my opinion, Shane and Naya, are you know focused on the tag team scene and also now focused on like leading Team Raw in the women's five on five match. So yeah, I think it's really helped Asuka. And I think she's actually been fairly quiet the last few weeks, not really been doing much other than like that one over Lana. But you know, I think. Uh, Alan, he's in like the top four, and I think that what he's hoping for that one last push, you know, for Asuka, you know, get that win over Sasha. And I think if maybe if Carmella gets involved, I think uh, an Asuka win at the Sunday could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to sort of follow on from what Scott said there, Jack, do you think Asuka is going to finish season on a high as she's facing Sasha Banks this Sunday at Survivor Series? Aye, because there's literally no not much story for. For Asuka, right now, I think that the only thing that's been alluded to in the past couple of weeks is that Reckoning wants the belt, but that's that's about it. Not much as she attacked Dana Brooke. It's confusing. There's more story to Sasha losing this feud with Carmella that she's been coming on. But I think it is, it is important to note that Alan did switch the captaincy from Asuka to Miz. Yep, that's right. And uh, also, Miz isn't scheduled to appear at Survivor Series, might be in this. Uh, pre-show battle royal but he's hoping that obviously the uh, money in the bank contract gets cashed in on Drew after the match and he wins the belt there but uh, although he did that on the Sunday so he was able to get in just in time obviously that's what he was hoping to mind but would it have been safer to keep it on Asuka to get those guaranteed points to potentially overtake you Dave mm. I don't know but he's obviously he's hoping for the long haul to get the top but I think he might have just he might have just missed it yeah, I think there was also some uh, news articles going around that suggest that Miz actually wasn't going to cash in until 2021. So even if switching the captaincy to Miz, it wouldn't have made much of a difference. So I think in hindsight, keeping the, the captaincy on Asuka certainly would have bumped him up the table. Yeah, probably. And uh, I imagine this, there'll be scenes if like, the rumours are false and he ends up cashing in like the night after Survivor Series, which is my hope for, just for my own personal amusement, just scenes in the draft chat from Alan, you know, <laughs> Well, I've actually done some quick math. Even if Miz cashes in at Survivor Series as his captain, it still won't be enough to catch where Jack is at the minute. Very good. Very good. So, in the, at the end of the day, it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, but we'll go to our top three, or t- number one in our top three this week, and it is, Jack, your captain himself, Drew McIntyre, 15 points this week after successfully regaining the WWE Championship from Randy Orton and made an appearance on SmackDown this week to sign a contract with Roman Reigns. I mean, you must be thrilled knowing that your captain has now got the WWE title as the back as the, the season closes out. I am buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing. Also, I was, sorry to... I'll, I'll first say sorry to you, Dave, because this may have hindered your chances of getting near the top. I'm hoping you can secure that top three finish to representing the STL boys, but mm-hmm. it was something that I've I speculated. I've said it for the past few weeks now. What is a Survivor Series this year without Drew McIntyre? And clearly somewhere somewhere in America, Big Boss Man, Vincent Man's listening to ESSR Saturday Draft Live and have uh, heard the words that Jack Graham has spoken <laughs> decided to put the bell on Drew McIntyre. So it's, it's proved that against me. Do I see him winning on Sunday? No, of course I don't. It doesn't make sense. Only I see him the only way I see him winning is if, like, it's a DQ victory or something like that. Like, Roman just goes on an absolute rampage and just kicks a shot of him, which I, I take. I'll take any victory that's going that way. But I'm hoping we'll get a couple of appearances from him and solidify that top spot for myself coming in as a Viruses. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and Scott, I think it's safe to say Drew's been one of the top performers uh, this entire season. He's got he's currently on ninety eight and a half points, so he's third in the top ten scorers this season. Just below him is the number one singles pick for this season, Roman Reigns, with ninety five points. If you were in like Ryan's or Jack's position, because they drew first and second respectively this season, I think it's would it be safe to say that there's uh, that you would have picked either one of those two to be your number one singles picks? Oh yeah, definitely. And I think Roman Reigns is a candidate for top singles pick overall. I think for the, for the next two seasons, even if he loses like the belt at WrestleMania, like even in, then in season eight. You can still get as many points as you can from him and then switch to captaincy at the last second. So he's still a top pick. And I've even, I even said on Central, as much as I support Jack, I said on Central this week, Roman's winning this the match on Sunday. I, I have no doubt about that. Mm. I actually don't think Roman should lose cleanly until he loses the belt. That's my it's just my opinion. I think what's helped Drew score-wise is that, yes, some of us probably thought storyline-wise he should have lost the belt to Randy a pay-per-view earlier than he did. But I think if I'd, he kept on, he held on to it. And I think he had one or two like title matches on uh, on free TV. Like he had one, I think, the night after Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. So that really helped him. And I think also being a captain as well, well, will help Drew. What What's weird is we were talking last week about how weird it would be without Drew on Survivor Series. Now, like you guys talked about it on the Dream Survivor Series about how good Randy Orton is in the past at Survivor Series. And it looks like we won't have Randy Orton on Survivor Series, which also mm. kind of feels weird. Yeah, it does feel weird. Uh, just one last thing, Jack. Uh, in hindsight, switching the captaincy to Drew's actually helped you immensely in this last surge towards the end of the season. Do you do you regret not switching your captaincy to Drew a little bit sooner around, say, Clash of Champions when he had, as Scott mentioned, you only had two successful title defences in a row? Um. I mean, you could say I regret it because I would have got more points, but see, to be honest, I don't. I felt that when I made the captaincy change, it was it was right to do so. Obviously, I, I had it made FTR my captain straight away because I knew there was virtually guaranteed they were winning the World Tag Team Championships over at AEW, and they had this brush of greatness for a few weeks, which was getting me a good solid like 10 points a week for that point when I did that three or four times. So I feel that the time that I made the captain change, it was a bit necessary because if I didn't, I think I wouldn't be in the position where I am now. But ah, it's it just adds to the excitement, doesn't it? You know, mm-hmm. this is what what we're all about. So no, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there's much. I wouldn't say there's much regret. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, we actually did release a poll on our Twitter feed and our community page. You can find those on Facebook and Twitter, and. The top four have actually been polled as to say by the by our listeners to see who do you think is going to win win the season. Currently, Jack, you're in the lead on both polls. You've got fifty three percent of the vote on Twitter, and you've got well, unfortunately, Facebook doesn't do percentages, but you got eight votes, one of them including yourself. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if we take away your vote, you get seven people supporting you saying that you're going to win this season. And I would just like to say, Scott McLeod. Adam Markiewicz, David Campbell, Ryan Dugleish, Chris Murray, David Talkney, Grant McRobbie. Legends. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, you know, yeah. And I don't like to show bias. You know, we are never biased on this show. It's not in our DNA to be biased on Saturday Draft Live. No, you no, know, no. But, you know, I, I felt I needed to vote on this poll. I needed 
to because there is a clear winner, I think. But I never voted when we did the same poll for Quiz Showdown because you know as Quiz was, I was I didn't want to appear biased. But yeah, I think even with there's a bit of a lead, and even with a drew loss, I think you might still be able to just pull it out, out over Daniel this Sunday. Mm. Just hope that there is um, some more backstage interaction between my captain uh, Drew McIntyre and your team member Seamus. Uh, bigging, uh, like, just bigging each, up, each other up before they go out to their respective matches. I feel that we'll, Drew will probably have an interview at some point before the match. That will be, obviously you get two points for a pay-per-view appearance because he's my captain, he'll get four. And then you'll have some sort of interaction with Seamus as well. So that's potentially eight points I could have before the match. Mm-hmm. I really need that. I need that. So yes, come on. Scott, get, give Seamus a wee text. Let him know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, I, I'll, while I'm at it I'll text him and say what the fuck was that segment all about on Raw you giving <laughs> Drew that chest with the sword now like, is this what they think there are things Irish people and Scottish people talk about <laughs> you know that actually was Vince McMahon's sword yes I mentioned it on Central yep uh, you can catch the episode of Central this week on Spotify iTunes Anchor all good podcasting sites there you go plugged <laughs> uh, second place in the poll uh, Daniel Campbell you know, he's had a very solid season all around. He's uh, second place in both these polls. So 26%, 26% on our Twitter poll and second place on our Facebook. So I think it's, uh, I think with the, the battle lines have been drawn here, you know, it's a, it's a two horse race between Jack and Daniel in this poll. But I'm actually quite curious about the battle for third place because on, the, on our Twitter poll, I'm actually ahead of Alan McLucas with 16% of the vote against his 5%. But he's actually ahead of me on the Facebook poll. So I think one of the it's not just a battle between who's going to win between Jack and Daniel. It looks like it's going to be a battle for third place as well. Where do you see Scott? Where do you think this uh, how this is going to pan out? Well, unfortunately, David, I, I don't know what you can really do to be to get into third place because yeah, I think Nia Jax is your really only hope. You know, being on Team Raw, and then you got Braun on Team Raw, but he's not really getting along with his teammates. So I think you need to hope that one of those two at least gets a couple of eliminations. But uh, even without the captaincy, I think if an, an Asuka one might just allow Alan to leapfrog over you. Well, you never know. I think Braun Strowman's quite a reliable competitor when it comes to Survivor Series. I think uh, I think he'll score at least a couple of eliminations, and I think the Raw men are going to win it. You know, that's why I was hesitant to put the captaincy on Nia Jax, as, as you guys said I should do in the, in the chat. But... Um, yeah, I think the mistake I've made was not changing my captaincy off Orton and now it's costing me because given he's not going to appear at Survivor Series. You can hope that he maybe appears in the Undertaker segment, but that's about it, I think. Mm-hmm. I think and maybe what... a potential, like, uh, if the story with Julian Orton continues, which I hope it doesn't, uh, maybe appears in the main event or something like that, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see when it comes to Randy Orton, I suppose. But we'll move on to our leaderboard now, which is, as for this season, we've cranked it all the way up to 11 because we have 11 competitors. So uh, in 11th place, and most likely to get relegated uh, to our relegation zone in the following season, is Grant McRobbie with Team Los and Goblin Ares de Stene on 125 points. Uh, ahead of him, number 10, the GOAT, David Campbell with Team GOAT on 139 points. And then just ahead of him, just above the relegation zone, Scott McLeod, 143.5 points with team drafting ain't easy. It's going to be a, a fight between you two at the bottom as well, just to see who's going to avoid the relegation zone. But we'll discuss that as we review Survivor Series uh, in just a bit. But Scott, how confident are you that you're going to avoid relegation in the following season? Uh, I think 
I think I'm quite glad because like David was hoping that he would just be able to like catch up to me or go over me uh, with SmackDown when you know, Seth was on the show, and then I think the rumor was that Biggie, who's also on his team, would be uh, the final man for for Team SmackDown, but that ended up being Otis, and then Seth got lost. Seth lost to Buddy Murphy, so I think that's what's uh, what's kept him just a few points below me. But I think even with like even if I only don't I don't have that many eliminations from either Ruby or from Sheamus. I think as long as they're on the winning team, that does get you, uh, does count as a win. So, you know, usually I wouldn't want to just barely scrape out uh, a victory, but I would consider that a victory if I just get, I just, if I just finish one or two points ahead of him and just, you know, regroup for season seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, solid late eighth place, Stevie Wilson uh, with the top 1%, 169 and a half points. Seventh place, Ross McLeod with the Turkey national team, 189 points. And just ahead of him, Team Viscera, Gary Kernahan in sixth place, 191 and a half. So it'll be a fight between these two to see who finishes on top. And then just ahead of Gary, just by eight points, Ryan Gallagher with the Boss Hackers in fifth place, 199 and a half. So even a strong gust of wind will take him past the 200 point mark. It'll still be a, a good finish for Ryan, uh, you know, despite the, the disaster he had uh, in the prior season. But, you know, I think he's, uh, with him drafting first, he's definitely made the most of uh, bringing it back around. Uh, fourth place, uh, Alan Lucas, team name redacted, 210 and a half points. And just ahead of him is yours truly, the DH Club, uh, uh, in third place with 212 points. And then, of course, we have the the two-horse race for for first place. It's down to the wire with these two. Second place, Daniel Campbell, 231 points with the Elite Experience. And just ahead of him, number one, our very own Jack Graham with liquidation relegation still the same fantasy team on 241 points so this is it one more show before the final results of the the draft season six and we'll be doing a, a special final recap of the scores including top three of the season and our final leaderboards to this to emphatically certify the winner of the season six essr draft mm-hmm and we should mention that uh, tomorrow, uh, I believe we'll be on Facebook Live, our Facebook page, our Facebook community page, uh, a little announcement from uh, Ross McLeod and David Campbell will be coming regarding how the ESSR title will be decided at Survivor Series. So uh, like, stay tuned for that. I won't give away what's happening, but let's just say that whoever wins the season, <clears throat> Jack, might not really be able to get their uh, their ESSR title opportunity until at least after TLC. Why is that? Well, you'll have to tune in tomorrow to find out, won't you? Yeah. And what have we got after that as well? We've got Quiz Showdown after that for your, for your Survivor Series preview yep. before the, the big show. So there's a lot yeah, happening for that yeah. podcast tomorrow. Yeah, the hell of a lot happening. Yeah, we've got Quiz Showdown also coming out on our YouTube channel. Make sure you find us there tomorrow, uh, I believe, 3 p.m. BM British time, yes. Yep, thanking you. So, lads, last thing I want to do before we uh, wrap up is to go through the Survivor Series card and see who is going to stand to gain the most from this last surge of points. Now, there are currently seven matches announced for the card, all of which have a Raw versus SmackDown vibe to it. So it's obviously going to be focusing on brand warfare and the winning brand will have a 4-3 win ratio at best. So... We'll start off with the the one that was announced on their WWE Twitter feed. It's going to be a dual-branded battle royal. 
Now, we don't know how many participants are going to be taking part or who's going to be taking part in it. So I think at this stage, we're just going to have to best guess. Uh, so I'll just throw predictions out for all three of us. Who do you think is going to win this battle royal? Jack, I'll start with you. Elias. Elias. Interesting. And Elias is actually undrafted this season, so it wouldn't uh, do any anybody any good. So, Scott, who do you think is winning? I've heard some people, and I think David Campbell's hoping for this, that Big E would... Uh would win that battle royal. I don't know if he will because that seems kind of a waste of Biggie given that he's went from not being on the men's team to being on the pre-show. I don't think it'll be anyone of like of consequence or they'll do anything with it because like remember last year they did a similar one it was a tie team tri-banded battle royal and Ziggler and Root won it and then mm-hmm. did nothing afterwards so I don't think it'll be anybody who I'll say Miz is like Miz doesn't need the win, and I don't think it'll matter to Miz if they if they never mention his battle royal win again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course Miz is on Alan's team, so and is his captain, so he would certainly get points for that. But I'm actually going to go with your initial pick, Scott. I'm actually going to go with Big E because you know, as you said, you know, if he's not being featured on the men's Survivor Series team, it only makes sense that he gets a standout moment on this battle in this show, even if it's on the pre-show. And he, you know, they've been pushing him to become a single star as well. So why not give him a big win over? Uh, let's assume it's like 15 to 20 people. Like, imagine he survives all those people on his own. I, that, that makes an emphatic statement, and it's so it's a sure sign that you know, he could be being strongly considered to be a top guy as a singles guy. Mm-hmm. So, and as you said, that would help David Campbell immensely, even though Seth Rollins is his captain. So, we'll go on now to the United States champion versus the Intercontinental champion, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Now, no points will be up for grabs, unfortunately, because even though because Bobby Lashley is part of Gary's tag team in the heart business, so as a singles competitor, he won't be getting any points as a result. And of course, Sami Zayn is undrafted, so this won't have any impact on you know big scoring. But you never know; Gary might still get appearance points if the heart business joined Bobby Lashley at ringside. So, Jack, who do you think is going to win between Lashley and Zayn? I think it will be Zayn. I genuinely think it will be Sami Zayn that will win. I think it'll be some sort of cheap foot victory, like also like we saw where Paul where Paul Cruz made defending this title. I think it'll be, I don't know. I, I feel that a loss for Bobby Lashley isn't isn't that bad, considering with the with the with the group behind them. I feel they can still come out looking strong after the match by just like beating them down or whatever. But a loss for Zayn. I think we'd just be really bad. Mm-hmm. Scott, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it'd be sad if, if Lashley came in just like squashed Sammy, which I think be, I could see WWE doing. But no, I wouldn't mind actually seeing Sammy, you know, try and get like this surprise, like maybe even count out one over Bobby Lashley. And you know, my main hope is that, but he'd get Buddy Cesaro and Shinsuke back in his corner. You know, to counteract the heart business, you know, there's more appearance points for Matt. I don't always get what we want. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Bobby Lashley on this one because, you know, the heart business had a bit of a setback this week when Shelton Benjamin and Cedric lost the Raw Tag Team Championship opportunity against the New Day. Uh, and I think they need a bit of a rebound. So I think Lashley's going to win this one because Sami Zayn has been portrayed as a bit of a, a sniveling heel you know he's not got involved in the he wasn't involved heavily in the eight-man tag match this past week on Smackdown and he was getting in Daniel Bryan's face afterwards as well so I think uh I think they're gonna 
amplify the fact, you know, Sami Zayn's this cowardly champion who doesn't want to get in the ring and he keeps losing as a result. And I think, you know, but the, the Hurt Business needs a rebound from another championship loss this week. So I think Bobby Lash is going to take this one. Uh, so now we'll move on to the battle of the tag team champions. We have the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods going against the Street Profits. Now, Kofi and Woods are undrafted this season, surprisingly, which was... Uh, well, not well, not surprisingly, they were both injured when the season started. Yeah, yeah that is true, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think because Woods has also been out for over a year with his, his, with his um, Achilles tendon injury as well, so I could see why, you know, they wouldn't be tag team as a... or drafted as a, as a tag team, but... The Street Profits, if they win, it'll be a, a nice little points booster for Daniel's team because they're his selected tag team now. But the Street Profits, guys, you know, they've actually been pretty consistent throughout this season. Do you think you could see them toppling the New Day and finishing on a high? I know Daniel Campbell will hope so because if they don't, then his last hope is Kevin Owens on for Team SmackDown. And uh, I think I'm going to go with the New Day on this one, you know. Yeah, they've like been you know, like a top team for quite a while now, but you know, Kofi and Xavier, other than the thing with the heart business, since they came back, haven't really done much on Raw, so I think they need a, a big win like this, and then they'll carry forward. I think maybe continuing their feud with the heart business post-survivors series. So I'm actually going to go with the New Day. Okay. Uh, Jack, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going for the, the New Day as well. I feel that this is where Big E will get involved in Survivor Series, obviously. The, the weeks leading up to this, there's just been kind of backstage segments between Street Profits and Big E. I feel that this could potentially lead to Street Profits heel turn? Question mark. Oh. Mm. Uh, with like, the SmackDown after, I feel if Big E, Big e helps, he was kind of get beat down after that. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. So I'm putting my my hat in the corner of the new day one in this one. Ooh, interesting. See, I've actually. I've actually gone with the Street Profits. Oh. Yeah. Because, as you said, Jack, if Big E does get involved, he could very easily just turn on the New Day and help the Street Profits win. No, and I don't know, see that. Well, I, I, know it sounds a bit, I know it sounds a bit outrageous, but, you know, even if they do, even if it's like a, a passing of the torch or whatever from an exp- from like a, a tag team that's been around for a good while to one that's like been gathering a lot of steam over the last year... I think the Street Profits need it more to solidify themselves as a top tag team on Raw and SmackDown. Even if their faces are heels. Yeah. I, I don't want to see Big E as a heel. Not no, now. I don't. No. I mean, it's not that he hasn't been a heel before, because that's kind of what he was when he first came to And they to were very dull. Roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, well, he, was, he was Ziggler's bodyguard. He had to be a bit dull at the time. But you know what? He's got some personality now. I think he could make it work. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, the battle of the women's champions. Asuka, the Raw women's champion against the SmackDown women's champion, Sasha Banks. Uh, now, both these superstars have been drafted. However, Sasha Banks was drafted as part of the Golden Role Models in Team GOAT, which to this day, I still don't understand like what David Campbell was thinking when he decided to draft those two together. But either way... Uh, only Alan's going to get points for this because Asuka, as a singles pick, will get this. David Campbell, unless for some weird reason Bailey also shows up at ringside, he at best he'll get a one appearance point. So Scott, who's going to be the dominant women's champion here? I think despite you know all the attention again because of uh, 
of like the Mandalorian and she was on the bump talking about it, I think Ask is still gonna win this. Because again, I don't think it'll be Bailey that gets involved, I think it'll be like I said, Carmella potentially. So I think like I said, Asuka, she's not been doing much recently, but Sasha's got a lot got stuff she can do post the series with Carmella. Maybe if they want to revisit the Bailey thing, uh, they can do that. But you know, Asuka on Raw doesn't have much like if our main feud potential after Savarity is taking on Mia Yim in a stupid mask, then like I think she needs this win more. Mm. And Jack? Yeah, I'm the exact same. I think it's gonna be Asuka winning this one. Yeah, it's uh, it's three for three on Saturday Draft Live. I'm also gonna go with Asuka. I think uh you know, Sasha Banks, she's got that feud with Carmella practically locked in. You know, it could easily cost her the match. And Asuka, I think, you know, she could be facing some new challenges in the form of uh, Mia Yama's reckoning. Or, as I think, as we mentioned earlier, you know, if Rhea Ripley moves to Raw, you know, that could be a new challenger for Asuka as well. But we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But I think we're, we're all confident that Asuka's winning this. Uh, so now moving on to the Women's Survivor Series elimination match. And it has had a bit of a shake-up as well because... Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke have actually been removed due to injury and have now been replaced with Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. Uh, so, and on the other, and on the rest of the team, we have co-captains Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, the women's tag team champions, and also we can't forget Lana. So that's the five Raw women going up against Team SmackDown, which was completed this past this past week. We have Bianca Belair, the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, Natalia, and Bailey. I mean, pretty solid team uh, from SmackDown side, but I want to get your thoughts, guys, because there's quite a lot of representation in this team uh, from a singles standpoint. For example, like I've got Nia Jax, Ross has Shayna Baszler, uh, Gary did have Mandy Rose. Unfortunately, she's now been removed, so no points for for Gary in this match, unfortunately. But he does back that up as well with Bianca Belair on SmackDown instead. So there's something for you. Uh, Scott, you've got Ruby Riot representing mm-hmm. you on Team SmackDown, and Bailey and Natalia. Uh, well, Bailey's also, as we mentioned, part of the Golden Role Models tag team, so she won't get any points for that. And Natalia, I believe, is undrafted. Yeah, yeah. So, quite a quite a good uh, diverse representation there. But I'll ask you, Jack, who do you think is going to win out of the out of the two women's teams? Yeah, I think the SmackDown women's team's winning. I think the Raw women's team's a piece of shit. I don't like what they've done. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's a shame that Mandy Rose has got injured and they've had to draft in Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. But by God, what a terrible pairing to put in that to put in that team. I'm, I'm sorry, there's I've got no I've got no interest in the Raw women's team. The only way I can see it being rectified is if uh, Naya and Shayna Baszler take out Lana and Rhea Ripley comes in. Obviously, that's been. Uh, speculated, I can uh, maybe make it a bit more interesting. You can see them winning then, but no, I think for me, I think it's going to be the SmackDown women's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just as a, just as an extra point, who do you think is going to survive? Just one name, uh, Bailey. Okay, and Scott, who do you think? It's SmackDown, SmackDown all the way here. Not just because you know Ruby's on my my team, but Raw Raw's team is a joke. Come on, Lana. And then you had Mandy Rose and Dana and you had guys one big chance for Mandy Rose to actually pay off as a first round pick. Again, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. <laughs> and then they put him with Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. I'm thinking improvement? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, I don't know. Even with that replacement, like your main hopes for Team Raw are Naya and Shayna. And I think it's still going to somehow be like a case of Alana gets put to the table right at the start of the match. 
and then like Team SmackDown think they've won, and then like when Santino pops back up in the 2011 Rumble, Lana's going to appear, get a halt spot, and then immediately get beaten uh, as the last person eliminated from Team Raw. And I agree with Jack Bailey to stand tall if, it, if I can just think of one name. Mm. Her, her, or her or Bianca, one of the yeah. two. Well, I'm actually also going to agree with you. I think SmackDown's winning this, and I think Bailey is surviving. Not maybe, maybe, not necessarily on her own, but I think she could survive along with Bianca as well because you know, I think Bianca Belair needs a good showing. Uh, I think the only way that Raw, Team Raw would have been made better is if it was the Iconics that were a part of it rather than Lacey and Peyton because it's just such a weird uh, such a weird mix of people. Like Because if Billy Kay was still on Raw, if you had the Iconics in there, you know, you'd had two women's tag teams on either side as well and that makes it a bit more, a bit more manageable. But hey-ho, you know, We'll just roll with it. Uh, we'll now do the, the men's Survivor Series team, and there is a hell of a lot of representation uh, here on this one. So we have, for Team Raw, AJ Styles, Stephen Wilson's team captain. We have Keith Lee, Ross's team captain. Sheamus on Scott's team. Braun Strowman also on my team. And Riddle also on Ross's team. So Ross has two representations here on Team Raw. And on Team SmackDown, we have Daniel Campbell's Kevin Owens. We have Jey Uso, who's undrafted. We have King Corbin, also undrafted. Seth Rollins, David Campbell, Team Goats, captain. And finally, Otis, who's also on Stephen Wilson's team. So Stephen's got two representatives on either side, whereas the rest of us, you know, have mainly got representatives on one team. Now, Jack, who do you think is going to win this? Hey, Team Raw. I think Team Raw's winning this. Uh, unfortunately for the go, I do see Seth Rollins taking an early exit in this match. I think this will be his last time in WWE before the, the birth of his baby. And I think Team Raw will win this. I think will win it quite comfortably. Uh, unfortunately for my, my rival here, uh, Daniel Campbell, I don't think Kevin Owens will last long. I don't think he'll... If he's going to eliminate anyone, probably Riddle, and that's about it. I don't see him doing much else apart from that, which will benefit me greatly. Uh, and I think that AJ Styles will be the last one to survive for Team Raw. Hmm, interesting. Okay, and Scott? Now, more so than not, when I think of like the men's team and the women's team, I think, okay, if Raw's winning this one, this might be this one, this one, even though in previous years that's not often been the case, or some years they'll have the same brand win both matches, but I'm going for Team Raw. I'm not as confident as I was before they lost to Retribution for some reason. Uh, just, I think, yeah, there is some bickering on Team Raw, but I think somehow like they'll still survive. Like, I think Keith Wee and Strowman will be the survivors for Raw. Uh, I'm just hoping Seamus doesn't go out first, because <laughs> that's my fear. Uh, the thing with Rollins is that even if he is leaving, then like they had him lose to Murphy on SmackDown, which they described as the biggest win of Murphy's career, and then Murphy's not on Survivor Series. Do you not think if Seth's going away, it would have made more sense to say that if Murphy beats Seth here on SmackDown, Murphy takes Seth's spot? Because then you could have thought, oh, maybe they'll have Murphy go the distance. Maybe Murphy will be one of the last members of Team SmackDown. Maybe this will be his breakout performance. But no, they've got Seth, who we all know is leaving. Hmm. Uh, it's a it's an interesting theory, you know. It could happen on the day as well, but we'll just uh, we'll see we'll see what happens just, there. But I agree just, with you guys. Just wondering, I, just wondering, like sorry to interrupt, Billy. Just wondering, like, what it does? What does Seth 
like what does Murphy gain from the win then? Like because it's, it's his biggest win of his career, then he's not gained anything because now he's just he's not on Survivor Series while the guy he beat gets to be in one of the more the more high profile matches of the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you guys. I'm also going to say the Raw men's team's going to win this. You know, there's been a much bigger story built around all five of them, you know, sort of trying to mingle with each other. And I also think Braun Strowman is going to survive. You know, he's been, a, like I said before, he's been a very reliable uh, Survivor Series team member. He's had a ton of eliminations over his, uh, over the past sort of four years or so. And I think he's going to do the same thing again, hopefully with Keith Lee surviving as well. Uh, so now we'll move on to what I assume is going to be the main event. And it is, uh, I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up. It's the number one and the number two draft picks of this season, both champions and both captains uh, going against each other. You have Jack Graham with Drew McIntyre, the WWE champion, going up against Roman Reigns, the universal champion, who is part of Ryan Gallagher's team. I mean, guys, you you couldn't have a more fitting uh, main event to end season six of Saturday Draft Live. Like, (laughs) <laughs> Jack, like, can you just feel the star power coming from this match? Yeah, yeah, it's the match that I thought was going to happen at Survivor Series. Don't think that Drew is going to win. Unfortunately, I feel unless there is that screwy DQ win, but I will, I will say that Roman Reigns will get some points for Ryan Gallagher here. Mm-hmm. And Scott, See, it's weird because in previous years when he did the Raw v the WWE Championship versus Universal Champion, it was always the Universal Champion was. Brock Lesnar and it was always clear like oh we know who WWE cares about more so it was always the case that Brock was going to win but this time it's like Drew and Roman and in the case before Randy and Roman is the case of like WWE care about these two these are two of WWE's top guys here so it made it hard to predict but I, I said my piece earlier on Roman's winning I'm sorry Jack but you know I, I think Roman needs to win this Again, to help solidify this little tribal chief thing as like the top heel in WWE, and I think Drew. I don't think it will be hurting. You know, given that he's also last minute, I don't think it will hurt him all that well much because like I still see him having a long WWE title reign coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was a bit flippant on this one, but I am slightly leaning more towards Roman Reigns winning it because if Team SmackDown loses, you know. That's one that Jey Uso is a part of. And then Roman, you know, goes ahead and wins. That gives him a reason to berate Jey Uso at a later show, you know, say you're letting down the bloodline and stuff. So I think from a storyline perspective, I think Roman would could do with the win more. Whereas Drew, you know, he's got nothing to lose. He's just regained the WWE Championship and, you know, he could reset a feud. Uh, maybe uh, potentially with a couple of challengers from the Raw team, maybe. Or there's also the Fiend lurking as well. So it's a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit up in the air, but I think Roman needs it more to solidify his bloodline story a bit more. And, so and Talking about talking about the, uh, the SmackDown team, like there were rumours that, according to Meltzer, or it'll be Daniel Bryan versus Roman coming out of uh, coming out of Survivor Series because Bryan's one of the only guys they've got, even though Bryan's not really been on TV that much. But... I think the right, the likely story you could do for the Universal title coming out of this is Kevin Owens versus Roman, because Owens is also on Team SmackDown. He had that segment a couple of weeks ago where like Jay was forced to stand up to Owens by Roman because uh, he made that joke, oh, you're getting Roman's coffee now. And then you could continue <laughs> that dissension between the two on Team SmackDown. Or like, out of frustration, like, Jay super kicks Owens, take four, get him eliminated, and then... Owens can confront one SmackDown with then Roman Kiss tips in like 
you messing with my bloodline, you'll mess with me, and then sets up a match with TLC. See, I'm doing the fantasy booking and everything. We don't need a Raw report anymore. This is where you get all your fantasy booking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no harm in fantasy booking now. You know, it help. It might give some folks some ideas about who to pick for the following season. And as you may mentioned at the start of the show. The, the first week of the new season has got a lot to get through because not only have we got an AEW World Championship match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega, we also have NXT TakeOver War Games, where we'll be featuring two War Games matches, one of which is the Undisputed Era versus uh, Pat McAfee and the brand, and the other one is Team Shotzi versus Team Candice, with the participants yet to be announced. So it's definitely all to play for when it comes to NXT selections next season, as well as uh, AEW. So be sure to keep those in mind. What's interesting is that I looked at the Wikipedia page a few uh, a couple of days ago for that takeover, and I checked it again today. And what's interesting is, like before, it did have a list of a uh, of like two out of the uh, two partners for Shotzi and all of Candice's partners listed on it. And then when I checked it today, they, those names had been removed and put TBA next to them. So I don't think so I think whoever made that Wikipedia page wasn't meant to reveal. Mm-hmm. Who was the team. So I think I know who's maybe on at least like I know it's like seven out of the out of the people in it because I think the last member of Shotzi team was originally TBA but there's some big top picks in NXT and I thought about NXT like Finn Balor returned this week and I think even though Ryan could finish strong uh, with in the top five with a Roman win and that I, do you think that maybe the fact that Finn disappeared for a few weeks because of injury and may have cost him some valuable points, given he is also a champion. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I think Ryan did just had a bit unfortunate with, you know, he, he picked Finn Balor, you know, he's NXT champion, but unfortunately he was off for the last six weeks with a broken jaw. Uh, mm-hmm. And unfortunately he doesn't look like he's going to make any more appearances. So, I mean, that, that's unfortunate, but that's the risk you take when making specific picks. You know, injuries happen, people get released, you know, like Zelina Vega, for example. But, you know, that's that's the nature of the draft, you know, that's the risk you take. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for Saturday Draft Live this week. Uh, lads, we've made it to the end of another season and we'll be doing our wrap-up show, which will be out this coming Monday. We'll, we'll reveal our top three of the season and our leaderboard and our eventual winner. Uh, mm-hmm. Which at this stage, uh, SDL can project that the winner is either going to be Jack Graham or Daniel Campbell. You know, you've got to be careful with that projection, you know, because, you know, come Sunday... You got all the mail-in appearance points you could get, and suddenly Daniel Campbell's. Mm. And first, we're all here begging them to stop the count. You know. Yeah, that's why we had our votes as well. You know, that's why we cast our our polls on our Twitter feed and our community page. Uh, you know, if if those keep coming after the after the deadline, we'll have to stop the count. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, if you enjoyed Saturday Draft Live and you want to catch up with our final show of season six and our kickoff show, which will be coming out uh, very very soon. Yeah, you can follow them on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and all good Android podcasting sites. We do great content every week on Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, including our central news show, which comes out every Tuesday, and the new feature show, which comes out every Thursday. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel, where we have great shows such as The Conspiracy Theory, hosted by the GOAT, David Campbell. And we also have Quiz Showdown, uh, hosted and produced by Daniel Campbell. And our next episode of Quiz Showdown, The Quiz Powers Explode, comes out tomorrow, 3pm on the YouTube channel so make sure you tune in for that where Ross uh, hopes to defend the Quiz Showdown Championship against uh, some heavy quiz powers of ESSR <laughs> Yeah I, I, I spent a lot of time putting this, this quiz together you know 
we've got some people who have never been on Quiz Showdown before, hoping to take that title. You know, Ross could have the honour of being the first champion in Quiz Showdown history to ever retain. You know, a lot, uh, a lot at stake, and I hope people enjoy uh, a quiz that you know I won't, uh, you know, that I won't win because I'm the one putting it together. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Scott's on hosting duty, so you can uh, probably put your betting slips away for now because you know it's. Uh, it's, it's all to play for in this quiz showdown, that's for sure. Uh, but I want to say thank you to my co-host, Jack Graham. Uh, thanks, Dave. And thank you to Scott McLeod. Thank you very much. I've been David Hockney. This has been Saturday Draft Live, and this has been Season 6 of the ESSR Draft. We will see you for the final results show on Monday. Goodbye. <laughs>